This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. James Ham here as well uh, as we close out this week uh, with a big weekend of Kings basketball. The Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Clippers tonight. Uh, and then they're right back at it again tomorrow against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Clippers on a second night of a back-to-back tonight. The Kings and Wolves both on the first night of a back-to-back. Mm. Uh, obviously, Kings-Clippers tonight, Wolves-Lakers mm-hmm. uh, tonight. So uh, kind of an even playing field uh, tomorrow when when the Minnesota Timberwolves get in here. Uh, you guys were talking a few moments ago about why this Sacramento Kings team is in the position that they're in and – I mean, simple enough, they're winning. But there are some things that I've picked up on, Hammer, in some video that you posted from De'Aaron Fox and just in De'Aaron's overall demeanor. He, and I don't think by accident, everyone else you talk to, they look laser-focused. Like, it's cool we're 11 games over 500. It's cool we're in third place. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to do much, much more than that. And they're speaking the way that they're playing. They're speaking with a level of confidence that some people haven't seen in their lifetime from Sacramento Kings. Like, they're speaking in a way that we've never heard them talk before. I always point to the Clippers video. Uh, De'Aaron getting the, the the defensive player of the game chain. Speech, speech, speech. Let's go get two in, in Oklahoma City together on three. And he was he, he he enjoyed the moment. He took the moment in. But it's like, we're going on the road. We've got games we've got to go win. Let's go get the job done. Yeah, it's funny because he's he's so, like, if you're around him, he, he's cocky. He always has been. It, it's his personality to be that way. But at this point, there's such a confidence to him. And he just feels like everything has fallen into place. He just flat out gets it. He gets why he's talking to the media. He gets why he's, you know, what he's supposed to do on each and every night. Like, everything for him at one point has just come together. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to uh, Mike Brown for that. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Demonis Sabonis for helping him, you know, be that player. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Harrison Barnes for being the vet in his ear every day. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm also, you know, having Malik Monk there. Having one of, you know, Malik even said it yesterday, you know, it's one of my best friends. We got to go out there and score, what was it, 87 points together mm. at the NBA level. That doesn't happen, and that's one of my best friends. We got to go out and, and thump somebody. Mm. And so, like, there are these things that the Kings have done to help, like, stabilize Fox, but also to prop him up in, in very specific ways, you know. And you got a guy who can just shoulder so much of the weight in Sabonis. You got a guy who, you know, brings all the fun and the crazy and the energy, but it's also like a brother to him and Monk. And and then you have Mike Brown, who's been like a father figure to a lot of these guys. Like right away, they, they get him mm-hmm. and, and he gets them and like can push them the right way. Mike pushes him so hard. And that's exactly what De'Aaron's been asking for for years. It's what he's been asking for. Like he didn't want a laid back guy. He wants a guy who's in his face and directing traffic and telling him what's right and what's wrong. And uh, he finally got it. And again, I think it's just everything coming together in one season at the perfect time. You know, again, credit uh, the wife. Uh, Rasay has done mm-hmm. an excellent job of building a support system for him. 
Uh, it's a basketball life that they live. Uh, and so they eat, drink, and sleep the sport. Yeah. And it's good. Like, this is, it, it's fun to see a player because it's, he's not the first player I saw get drafted and you get to watch their career arc and see where they go. You know, I, my first season was DeMarcus Cousins' first season mm-hmm. in the pros, and I watched him grow every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I watched them draft Jimmer. I watched them draft Thomas Robinson Nick and Stauskas. like Nick Stauskas and Ben McLemore. But like my point isn't that those players like fizzled out or whatever, but you, you're for all of the good that we saw from, you know, the Cousins run or from Fox's run, there are all these others that don't make it. So it is really cool to see a guy make it mm-hmm. and they get to see him like reach his potential in Sacramento mm-hmm. because now we're looking at he'll pass Mike Bibby next season for the all-time assists uh, for the team. He's got about two years uh, and then he'll pass Jason Thompson for the all-time most games played by a Sacramento Kings player. It's a hell of a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's hell of a uh, there, there could come a point where he gets Mitch Richmond's, you know, all-time scoring uh, lead here in Sacramento, which is, I think, like 25,000 points or something. James, look, we said it. I forgot what particular game it was. might have been the Portland game, but it wasn't because of the Portland game. It was just like a realization, like he's on track to being the greatest Sacramento King of all time. You know what I mean? And this is that's part of the journey. And you talk about all these guys that were drafted or whatever. That's the part of the journey that – I really get wrapped up in when you talk about De'Aaron because even with DeMarcus, you can't tell. Like when he was drafted, it was like, oh, we got DeMarcus. That's He's a good ball player to go with Tyreek. Like that's going to be awesome. When the Kings got De'Aaron Fox, it's like we've got the savior. He's coming to save this franchise. And it's just two different like expectations, right? And – I'm not we're not there yet. They haven't even made the playoffs yet. But he's like he's he did it almost. Like he did. He's an all star. He's a borderline all NBA player. Like he's he is as advertised in that uh spring of twenty seventeen when, you know, it, w- it was time to draft him. And that's and it hasn't been like a straight line either, right? Mm-hmm. It's been some ups and downs. It's been team wise, it's been some ups and downs. Some people have questioned him and his play, if he was really that and the navigate through all that and to get to this point and you know hopefully it takes off even further but i i just love the story man the, the story seeing it all the way through is uh is great yeah he to me he's got plenty of time before we start talking about whether he's a great sacramento king i mean mitch richman was what a six-time all-star all-star in sacramento chris weber like three or four-time all-star in sacramento like we still have time before we actually anoint him as like the greatest kings uh, player of all time yeah. And the other thing is he needs to show it like we haven't even got to the point where he's being able to show he can do it in the playoffs. I mean, because look at how many times we saw Tracy McGrady make it to the playoffs and fail. Mm-hmm. You know, again, how many times Paul George early in his career didn't get anywhere in the playoffs. Like there we're not to the stage where we know like what his what his end story is going to be, what like sort of his legacy is going to be, where I think like we can look at Damian Lillard and say Damian Lillard is the greatest Portland Trailblazer in the history of their franchise, mm-hmm. even though they've got some greats and, you know, long history in the league, he's still like the greatest trailblazer in order for Fox to do that. He needs to replicate this season. Um, I don't know, maybe six more times, seven more times. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that sounds crazy, but that's what the game is about. You know, it's mm-hmm. how many times can you do it? And uh, we talked about Sabonis, like you make your third all- all-star team, Man, if I'm Sabonis, I'm now looking like, can I get to seven all-star teams? Can I be a Hall of Famer? Can I get mm-hmm. there? And a lot of it's going to be like this partnership with Fox and, and how they can develop and how they can push forward together. Yeah, We joke about, I use the word joke loosely, about why De'Aaron is having the season that he is. Because I think a lot of us have believed this is the caliber of player De'Aaron has been for a while. Um is it just things coming together this year? Is it Mike Brown? Is it the supporting cast, so to speak? Is it the you know the the, the the players around him? Like, what what is the ultimate reason everything has clicked to this level for De'Aaron this year? Yeah, it's a it's a good question, and I don't think we fully know the answer yet. I mean, because like two years ago, uh, you know, he averaged twenty five point two points per game. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was 
incredible then too. Mm-hmm. But we didn't think of them in the same light because they weren't winning and it didn't matter. It doesn't matter how many points you score if you're just on a bad team. Mm-hmm. And so the the fact that he's been able to convert uh, like the the promise into productivity, but then the productivity into wins, that's that's really big because each of those steps takes a lot for a player. Some players get to walk into the league and they're in great situations. They're in storied franchises or or they've got great veteran support all around them and they get to excel right away. And, and then other players, they've got to fight. And, and a lot of times those players, players like Fox, they get lost in the shuffle. You know, they get lost in the shuffle of four head coaches in six seasons because that's what he's gone through. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's seen coaches fired in the middle of the season, you know, well, just, just once, but, you know, he's been there through turmoil. He's been there through the Dave Yeager situation with front office and things going south that everyone knows is crazy. Just like I'll say the same thing about DeMarcus. For as much as DeMarcus was you could put some of the blame on DeMarcus for things that happened. You know, he started with Paul Westfall, uh, Key Smart, uh, then went to Michael Malone. They get rid of Michael Malone, and we go through George Carl and, and Ty Corbin that season. And then, you know, we that's that's a lot of instability. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's five head coaches right there. And then on top of that, oh, we're going to try to relocate the franchise twice. <laughs> yeah, like we're just going to mess with you and, and everybody else here. And then we're going to leave you hanging out there as like the only ones to answer questions. Like what they, this franchise has done in the past to like take some of these young players and just put them in like a situation that you can't succeed in Mm. is crazy. And now we've got to a point where I don't feel like the franchise is doing that. They've put them in a position to succeed and they, we, it's hands off and like, go ahead and go win. Let's see what, how, how this thing goes. In your opinion, James, you're there at the at the at the facilities and everything. Damien talked about a level of focus and, and confidence. Do you get that? We get that from De'Aaron Fox. Do you get that team wide from these guys? That you know, last week I was talking about how like I didn't think they were felt the weight of the moment. I thought they were like energized by it. Do you like kind of seeing them at these practice? Do you kind of get that same feeling that they're kind of energized? by what's going on, not maybe wide eyes, what's going on. Yeah, they're laid back. They're taking it in. They're enjoying the ride. That's what it feels like. There is no tension in the room. You walk into the practice facility, and it's a bunch of dudes having a good time. Like, I don't know. Did you guys see the the Mike Brown video today They where Hmm. Luke Lauk's went? Yeah, we kind of got to peek at it. It dropped during the show, but we we got the gist of what happened. Just incredible incredible that uh and they're they're like the run has been great too what they're doing with the run is spectacular uh but to capture that moment where they they literally had called him into the office to tell him that something had had happened with one of the players and they set this whole thing up and then they like raise a chalkboard and it's hit you know he's western conference player of the month (laughs) but the emotion that came out of him the emotion in the room uh his coaches getting like teary-eyed you can see it all around the table like this this group feels like a family better than any of the other teams that I've covered. And that's not to say that it's been like just the worst, like they have the worst culture ever, the worst culture ever, you know, ended a few years ago. Like you could feel that. And then the last couple of years been, you know, good vibes. It's been, they don't win, but for the most part, it's been good vibes. You know, you got guys Mm. like Corey Brewer that come through town and have a good time. There's been some stuff with guys that don't want to be there. Like, you know, your Buddy Hield situation or your Marvin Bagley situation. But the rest of the other guys in the room, I've always felt like they just kind of pushed that out the door. Like, mm. they haven't been overly concerned. Okay. And then we got to last season where things just spun out pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't figure out what they were doing wrong. Luke couldn't figure out what they were doing wrong. They didn't want Luke to get fired, but Luke gets fired because they can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those guys took that, like, they took it personal, but they also took it, like the wrong way. They they just kind of like let go of the rope and said, okay, this season's over. It's like, man, that was 17 games into the season. You got you got another 65 games or something to go. Like yeah. you got you can't just give up a whole year of your career. And it's why we started talking about guys like Harrison Barnes not wanting to be here and all mm-hmm. that stuff because it was clear at the end of last season, like Harrison wouldn't even have considered it at the end of last season. So have things changed? Maybe they have. But certainly the vibe of this team, yeah. each individual guy 
is bought in. They're all like having a good time. Are there guys that get left behind? That's the way it goes. You know, this isn't little league. Mm. Everyone doesn't get to play three innings. Mm. It is what it is, you know, but uh, I think the overall like feel of this group is good and everyone's pulling the same, the same way. So let me revisit something two, three weeks later. Do you think everything that you say, cause I, I feel the same thing. Do you think everything that you just pointed out played into the fact that they did stand pat at the trade deadline where, and we just always throw his name out there, but say Mason Plumley will help you out. If he, if he doesn't, if him or Josh Richardson or anybody doesn't guarantee you a playoff series win, I don't want to fool with these guys. Like is Monty thinking, I don't want to fool what we got. This is a really tight group. And I'd rather take my chances with this really tight group than possibly kind of messing with that a little bit in hopes that maybe we can get to another round. Like the you bring KD in, he's getting you to another mm-hmm. round. That's different. But like these little guys that people were talking about on the side, they they may not do that. And you may have to give up Terrence Davis, who is well-liked in the locker room, or even with everything going on, Rashawn Holmes is respected and well-liked in the, in the locker room. And maybe this just isn't the time for that. You think that played into it at all? I mean, I know that like not wanting to upset the apple cart with guys like Harrison Barnes was certainly part of the conversation. It was part of the conversation from like maybe three weeks into the season, a month into the season, where you're like, uh-oh, we might have something. That's when it was like, okay, I, I don't think we can do anything with him. Hmm. Uh, and that's when that started. And like I've had multiple conversations throughout the seasons like, they haven't wavered from that, but I think it's something that was established. Like they were willing to move him right before the season started, but once they got to training camp and once they they got this thing together, and then once they started winning, everyone's like, okay, like we understand the delicate balance it is an NBA locker room. Let's not mess with that. Now that's one, but that's a huge, gigantic piece. So whether do you think before you before you yeah. continue, do you think that was a because I think we all felt the same about Harrison at the end of last year, particularly the way, like, Harrison was talking. He was like, all right, like, he's gone. He's had enough. Yeah, he, and, and, yeah. And, and understandably, by mm-hmm. the way, completely understandably. Mm-hmm. Do you think, because you, cause you say you, that the team was willing to move him before the, the season started, do you think that was for the more for the benefit of Harrison Barnes than necessarily – than necessarily Monty going, they oh, I could to move yeah, on. like yeah. we could move him or I can get something better for Sacramento. But, okay, maybe this is what's best for HB. Whereas at, at the same time, keeping in mind, he's not going to take back, we'll just continue the trend, he's not going to take back Mason Plumley mm. for Harrison Barnes. But, you know, he couldn't find a deal. Hey, Harrison, hang tight. Hey, Harrison, hang tight. We're trying. We're talking. Hey, Harrison, hang tight. And then you get to the point, as you noted, three, four weeks into the season where it's like, uh oh. <laughs> I'll say this. Might be good. <laughs> you go back to his first season when he took over the team, Monty McNair, which is, I mean, he's only been the GM for like two and a half years at this point mm-hmm. because he came in after after the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he learned very quickly because that first trade deadline is when, you know, Danny Ainge and all the like tomfoolery trying to get. Harrison Barnes out of Sacramento yeah. where he kept like basically negotiating with himself and the media the whole time. Right. Um, Monique said, even then he said like very specifically, I talked to him about, it, he said, it's not even about, it's not about this year. He's like, if I don't have Harrison who's under contract for another two years, how bad is my team going to be next year? How bad is it going to be the year after? Like there isn't someone else coming up behind Harrison that's ready to take his job. I don't have that. And can I get that guy in free agency? Can I trade for that guy? Like, what am I supposed to do if he's not here? And it was very quickly that he understood how important Harrison was behind the scenes. So I, even coming into this season, it wasn't about like finding a soft landing spot for Harrison Barnes or, or doing right by Harrison Barnes. Monty looked at it like if he could help the team maybe get younger maybe solidify the position long-term, maybe get a guy who's under contract for four years, maybe get a guy, like, just to throw out a name again, like a guy like John Collins that's that's already locked up and you don't have to worry. You shave five years off his, his uh, NBA age, but also he's under contract for four or five years, right? So that's where I think Monty was willing to play. He wasn't just going to give away Harrison Barnes 
to make Harrison happy or to or to like move on mm-hmm. because he understood that if if you don't have Harrison, just like we've talked about something, you don't need to lose Harrison Barnes. You need two or three Replace. more Harrison yeah. Barnes. Yeah. You need more of those guys. Right. And that's what I think he did. He he went out and found a, a Malik Monk. He went out and found a Kevin Herter. That are they as good as Harrison Barnes overall? Maybe not, but they're really they're in the same category of players. They can help take load off of can I, Harrison Barnes. Can I interrupt? Uh-oh. Chris Haynes. Sacramento Kings forward Rashawn Holmes is suing the Sacramento Bee and staffers for defamation over five individual articles that were published alleging defendants intentionally and maliciously published claims of child and domestic abuse by Mr. Holmes despite easily accessible evidence to the contrary via court filings. That's according to... Uh, attorney Camille Vasquez. Uh, he includes a statement. Uh, these actions are a coordinated and malicious effort to deliberately defame Mr. Holmes, a devoted father, son, and teammate. We will pursue all available remedies to rebuild from the damage that the Sacramento Bee, Epley, and Mrs. Holmes, oh, Miss Holmes, have inflicted on Mr. Holmes. I assume he's talking, talking about his ex wife. Mm hmm. Uh, despite the publicly available court decisions disproving each of these allegations, this narrative will have a lasting impact on Mr. Holmes' life and career. Mr. Holmes will continue to be the outstanding father, player, and community member. He always has been, and we look forward to this matter being resolved. Mm. Hmm. Can you say that's I blame him, Martin? That was nasty. That, that was, was nasty last year. We it, don't. Yeah. often react to that stuff live on the air, but that was bad. Yeah. And I think we all agreed that it was incredibly out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like going through it again and again. It was stunning. It was stunning that the bee did that. It was stunning how they took that information that they had, how like even in the, like we're we're not going to convict Mr. Holmes, but the next line, the next header of the next section in bold, uh, basically did that exactly. Uh, how it laid out like its case against the NBA and the Sacramento Kings specifically mm-hmm. about domestic violence and how they haven't stepped to the the plate. Mm-hmm. And then in that, they ignored. Darren Collison's eight-game suspension from the Sacramento Kings, not from the NBA, from the Sacramento Kings for his domestic violence situation, ignored it completely. So, like, the journalism was not good, and not only that, but the editorial process. Mm -hmm. Like, whoever green-lighted that, whoever, whatever attorney gave a thumbs-up to that was so incredibly irresponsible. And then I'll back it up with this. Because I know this to be true 100%. He actually got his child back. He had to fly to Georgia. His Basically, he had won a court hearing and, and actually won custody of his son. His ex-wife absconded with their son, flew to Georgia, and tried to go to the Georgia courts and once again relitigate the case in Georgia. So basically, she stole their child. She broke the law, took the child out of state, and tried to jury shop, basically, mm-hmm. courtroom shop. The judge in Georgia took Rashawn's son, held him there, called the parent, called Rashawn and his family, and had them come get him from California. Mm-hmm. So this entire situation plays out, and the Kings gave the Sacramento Bee this information on it happened on I believe on a Friday all weekend long they sat on it Monday they sat on it Tuesday they sat on it they came to me gave me the information and said you here are the court hearing the court case here is the court case mm-hmm. he has custody of his son this is what just happened this is the judge's rulings not this is our opinion or anything else this is what the court said can you put this out there because we're not having any traction here with the people who defamed him. Mm-hmm. So I took it, I wrote it, put it out there by the book, by the letter. I went through the court case all the way through, read every single bit of it, and just reported the facts straight up. 
They sat on it for days when they knew it and they let him and his family hang out in the wind. Just absolutely, absolutely pathetic. So it's worth reminding people. James's editor at the King's Beat is Mrs. Ham, attorney at law. Attorney at law. So anyway, so I don't, I don't. <laughs> You're not missing nothing. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, well, yeah, not yeah, only there, that, there aren't any uh, T's not being crossed. Right. No, that. they're like it's straight up by the book because I don't want to get sued for mm-hmm. something I write. Mm-hmm. I mean, at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to get sued for something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very plain. Like like you have to have an LLC. When you're a writer like me, because you don't, you want protection yeah, yeah. for sue the company. Yeah, you sue the, the company, not the ham palatial yeah. estate. <laughs> I don't want them taking With the my armed boats. Security guards, yeah. I don't want them taking yeah. my boats. They have so, to get past armed security first. Yeah, you know the the other thing. Obviously, what happened to uh, Rashawn in that case was, like I said, it was just nasty how that went down. But you mentioned it, Ham. I mean, they, the the writer went pretty hard, unfairly at the Sacramento Kings, and they're. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. The They're probably too. lucky they haven't heard from them either, because that was that was pretty reckless. This is this goes into it's, the heading of personal, you know, personal reasons. That's why Rashawn Holmes away from the team. Personal reasons, right? And so the team is going to follow the lead of the player in this situation. Like, did they did they heap on a bunch on the Sacramento Kings? Sure, they did. But the Kings are like, okay, look, are we going to get into a battle with? the Sacramento Bee, who is a sponsor. Mm. Like, who you can see Sacramento Bee signs or have been a sponsor for decades in the building. So are you going to go fully in on that, or are you going to let it just play out? And then realistically, as an NBA team, you want to distance yourself from the situation completely because we all know, like, we don't really know what happens in in a domestic violence case. Like, Mm. I've heard, again, what happened in the Darren Collison case. I know... Like, this is a story that's been pitched. Okay. Like, I don't know that that's the case. Mm-hmm. I do know that I also have ties to the Plaster County DA's office, and I w- had conversations with detectives and said, like, like this is one you should probably stay away from. Mm. Okay. I got you. Like, I, I can't give you the, the report, but, like, a- anywhere in California, he's going to be found guilty. Mm. Okay. I trust that that's the case. When, when it came to Rashawn... It was like this weird, like you don't go to a quote unquote victim's house and mm-hmm. and write how, you know, the child went, ran and hid in the bedroom because they were afraid. Like it, it was some crazy stuff mm. that like is not, you can call it a penguin, you can call it whatever you want, but like it was not fair and balanced. Right. Uh, those just tuning in, uh, Chris Haynes uh, reported the Sacramento Kings forward Rashawn Holmes is suing the Sacramento Bee uh, based on those articles that um, were printed I believe it was last year uh, regarding the situation involving his family and his son um, we obviously love Chris Biederman Joe Davidson yeah um, but they work for the Sacramento Bee they are not the Sacramento Bee right um, and uh, throw you can throw Jason Anderson in there too J- like they did not go to their sports department to write this yeah it was outside of the sports <clears throat> department yeah Okay, I, okay. I mean, you share information, right? And you 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 share stuff. Mm-hmm. You retweet stuff. You bring attention to stuff. That you know, we we all got to be held responsible for that type. Kyrie had to go to classes for sharing something. <laughs> like we, we all got to be held responsible. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. Um, more with James Ham. Uh, we'll get back to the basketball part of this, uh, but that was some breaking news we wanted to update you with. Huge game tonight at the Golden One Center. We'll dive into it when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, youtube.com slash ESPN1320 as well. The creator of the Kings B and our 1320 Kings insider, uh, James Ham, here with us on this Friday as we get ready for the Sacramento Kings uh, and the Los Angeles Clippers. I uh, want to mention this one more time for those just tuning in on the radio. Sacramento Kings forward Rashawn Holmes is suing uh, the Sacramento Bee and staffers for defamation over five individual articles that uh, were published alleging defendants intentional and intentionally and maliciously published claims of child and domestic abuse by Mr. Holmes, despite easily accessible evidence to the contrary via public court filings. Hammer, the segue there is uh, Rashawn is, in fact, out tonight mm-hmm. and it's being labeled as a non-COVID related illness. So these two probably don't have anything to do with each other as you could simply rule out Rashawn Holmes because of personal reasons, that wouldn't be new. Uh, But Rashawn Holmes is inactive for the game tonight. Yeah, he's inactive. De'Aaron Fox is active. He will play. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, And most people know by now Kawhi Leonard is out. Uh, We learned Marcus Morris is also out. uh, And I'm missing Norman Powell. Norman Norman Powell. Powell. Yeah. And Zubats is uh, questionable. Is questionable. Yeah. I think Norman Powell, by the way, had like 20-something last week. So, like, that's not like a, a small... Is yeah. that damn Batum Of course, there were 170, <laughs> 175 points scored. So is, is that damn Nicholas Kevin Durant Batum? Is he out? Well, the Jesus. good thing is, like, everything. when you take Kawhi and you take Powell out, it may allow you to spend a little bit more time dealing with Batum. <laughs> <laughs> so true, true. sort of the trickle-down, you know, yeah. situation here where it's like, oh, wait— Maybe we should defend that guy since we don't have to double team that other guy, and then and then you know kind of hedge towards Powell a little bit when he gets hot. And Powell so, has been playing really well. He has. So the the final score tonight, by the way, is going to be like one hundred eight to one hundred three. <laughs> it's going right? to be like draft. Like it's going to be like what the hell is this? It's going to be like the second lowest scoring game of the year or something like that. Watch out for Terrence Mann. Yeah. Watch out for Terrence Mann. Oh, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of players to watch out for tonight, even with mm-hmm. those guys out. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess we shouldn't gloss over that. I think we had gotten so comfortable with your reports from practice and, and De'Aaron's verbiage that we thought it's. It sure feels like De'Aaron's going to play tonight, and it it is. He has been like he is playing. He has been listed as available, so De'Aaron is going tonight. Yeah, I've never had a player um, like go to practice and then speak to the media and then not play the next day mm. with it with an injury like that uh, players who are injured don't have to speak to the media like there's a certain amount of time that eventually they have to uh, be like handed to the media but initially they don't have to and um, he he came over and talked to us yesterday so yeah, yeah I, I'm I was confident yesterday he was going to play and I even asked yesterday hey, like you know like kick tires around the arena like is has he practiced and all that stuff and it was like yeah he practiced fully um so sources had confirmed to me that he had practiced fully during the during yesterday's session including all the um you know contract contact drills and everything else so it was fully expected he would play today i i I, we talked about it a little bit on monday i think it was and i agreed with you ham like you don't you don't mess around you haven't clenched anything yet you're not there yet but um, I do kind of feel like, you know, not to go Alvin Gentry on you, but if it was a playoff game or a playoff flight game, I think Fox would have played on Tuesday. But they looked at it as, you know, it's not a guarantee, but let's see if we can give him a little rest. Because everybody talks about um, the legs being back from the All-Star break and the numbers show that that's the case. I was worried about the legs after Friday. <laughs> I said, I don't know when they're going to get the legs back um, from Friday. And you looked at that situation and it's like, well, one of the guys we can give, you know, a little extended rest to. Um, and they did that with De'Aaron Fox and it worked out. They were able to win the game. He's ready to go uh, today. So 
because it all kind of worked out. Yeah, and I saw it on Sunday. I, some people have argued with me on social media about it. I saw that they had tired legs on Sunday. That was a third game yeah. in four nights, sure. and, and then one nature. in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they had to go from Sacramento to L.A., from L.A. to OKC. Yeah, we pointed that out earlier. We keep we always talk about the the, the, the Clippers game. It was the second night of a back to back. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, and then the OKC game. It was the third game in four nights. Right, and the middle game was like. The most There's intense game. Lots 15. of NBA built-in losses in this this last stretch for the Kings. <laughs> oh God, so, they're coming home tonight. Oh no, first game back from a road trip. Oh, Those no. are deadly, James. First game back from a road trip. You know, yeah. it's gonna be tough. Yeah, <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, I I never like I don't get the first game back from the road trip. Thing. I don't either. I, I think it happens, but I, I don't get it. Um, like if you're you're back, you're back. I think one good thing is Mike Brown has been hard on these guys and running them out there nonstop, but he also uh, gave them, uh, what was it, Wednesday off. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew they were all coming back, and it's like, you guys go ahead. You haven't seen your family for a couple of days. Like, go go run your errands. Go pay your bills. Go take care of business, and we'll see you the next day. And that's a good thing. We've got a running. Kyle Matson's here. Oh, that's got to be Kyle. That's Kyle Matson's music. That's got to be Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's Kings fan, Kyle Matson. The world's biggest Kings fan, yes. Hello, LTB, baby. Yeah, Kyle, give, it, give, us a, uh, give us a feel the roar. Just feel the roar. Oh, you got to feel the roar, baby. Let's go. I'm What's... just decked out head to toe, purple and black. <laughs> yep. You know, I got my Tyreek Evans jersey on, and I'm wow. rocking and rolling. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Oh, never mind. It's Pooh Jetter. It's a Pooh Jetter. Noise. Shout out Pooh Jetter. He got a he got a shoe store Jetter. in L.A. Big up store. <laughs> okay. Pooh Pooh got a store. All Pooh right. Jetter. Good stuff. What's up, Kyle? Oh, nothing, man. I'm chilling, walking through the city. Decided to call you guys. I haven't gotten to hang out with you lately. My work schedule changed. Good yeah. so thing. But uh, but I had a couple minutes and I wanted to say hi because I am such a huge Kings fan tonight, and uh, I wanted to talk to uh, to my favorite guys to talk Kings with. Very good, and, and 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 he's being serious because he knows the Warriors are cooking right now, and and if and, and if we could get rid of those pesky Clippers, that puts the Warriors in a in a better position. Are you? And I know you. I know how you are. Are you feeling this Golden State Warriors team yet, or no? Um, I mean, as much as you can uh, without Steph in the lineup like it's fun but we've seen him win five in a row earlier in this year but that was also like this is the first three-game win streak that they've had four-game win streak where it's like oh they've like won these games like if you go back to their five-game win streak they, they beat memphis on uh christmas and then after that they went to like double ot with the hawks and they needed like overtime to beat like the like the Rockets or something like that. Like they were just going, like getting by from the skin of their teeth against some not very good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's like, are they beating you know awesome teams? No, but it's been the Timberwolves in the in the playing hunt. Uh, it's the Clippers in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. So these wins matter, um, and they're they're pulling them out without Steph. And if they've turned that corner, and then you get uh, number thirty back. And then eventually you get Andrew Wiggins back, hopefully. Um, that's, uh, that's where things can kind of get interesting. You know, Kyle, I've been very dismissive of the Golden State Warriors in recent weeks. I thought they were cooked. Still not sure Shocking. they can win on the road. Still <laughs> not sure they're going to get 10 victories on the road this mm-hmm. year. However, I told Damien the other day in that Portland game, because Damien has been saying, like, I keep an eye on them. And that was the first time I was like, I kind of smell what you're cooking. I'm not all the way there yet. But I kind of smell what you're cooking. Then they came out and did what they did against the Clippers. That was a good look as well. Steph Curry coming back on Sunday. I I see, like, way in the distance. I see some things possibly happening. But I'm not sold yet, Kyle. I'm not sold yet. No, and that's fair. Like, if you told me, if you came from the future and you're like, hey, I'm Kenny from the future, I'd be like, how'd you do that? <laughs> but then eventually we'd get to the basketball. And if you said they lost in the first round to whoever, whether it's the Kings or the Suns or – uh, Memphis, that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, but also, like, I didn't think they were going to win it last year either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, I said after they beat 
after they beat Boston, I was like, I'm just not writing this team off ever again. Hmm. So logically, I get it. And if you're not going to buy it, I like, yeah, <laughs> sure. I've just, I've, I've seen them do, I've seen them do a bunch of stuff before though that I didn't think they could do. So uh, that's kind of what I'm rolling with. I'm just enjoying it. Like they're trying now. Uh, they're playing defense, which is fun. Um, and just kind of trying to have more fun than I had uh, watching them lose to the Lakers the other night. I'm closer to buying it than I have been in weeks. I'm closer mm. to I mean, I'm I, right there with you. I buy them as like a playoff team, but I'm not sure that they're. I would consider them a contender this year. They just don't have the depth. I just don't you know? know who the contenders are in the West because I don't believe in Denver. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people believe in the Clippers, and that's tough to believe in after what we've seen. A little dicey right now. Yeah. A little dicey. Yeah, and I don't think anyone sold on Dallas. Uh, and, and no one even knows Sacramento exists except yeah. Ramona Shelburne. So. Yeah, Phoenix is interesting, but again, you give up a lot of defense for a lot of for a thirty-four-year-old offensive player who gets hurt all the time. Yeah, but Phoenix is really interesting. Yeah, they're really interesting. I get it, but you know, I'd love to see. I want to see Phoenix and Golden State in the first round. That'd be cool. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I'd like to see like Golden State and the Clippers. Just, yeah, that's just it. Is like. Is like every single team in the West. I'm like, I can see the Warriors beating them in a seven game series. But then also, the same amount. I'm like, yeah, I can see them losing to that team in the seven game series. Like, I just, uh, it's just, I'm not super confident, but at the same time, like, you can't write them off. I love that it appears no one wants the Kings and Warriors in the first round. <laughs> like, think of like all four. I don't want it, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't want it. It's, that's not enjoyable. The Kings would score 178 points a game in that series. And I just don't know, like James said, I don't know if the Warriors have the offensive firepower to, to keep up with that on a Man, uh, over a seven-game sample, especially when they're going to have to go on the road for four of them. If they have seven road wins all year, and they're going to have to go get – they're going to have to go get a couple in the playoffs? Like, mm, I, I don't know. I ain't going to lie to you. As long as they got 30, I'd be terrified. I'd be terrible. Yeah, no doubt. I get it. <laughs> it's just... I just look. Here's here's why I don't want Warriors team. Like, here's the biggest thing. It's like I like you guys, and <laughs> and I feel like I feel like I might not after seven games of that. <laughs> you probably no, wouldn't. wouldn't, and you you probably wouldn't it's because we won the series. <laughs> because the the, the, the <laughs> truth is, we all work for the same company, and this is the reason I don't think I want Kings Warriors <laughs> is they would work us to death. All of us, like oh, Kyle yeah, would be sure. on the show every day. James Ham would have to wake up and do the Bonte, Bonte and Butcher Boy, you know, the morning roast, and then we'd be, be on the morning. studio. Oh, and then we'd have to travel. We'd absolutely have to be at the games at oh Chase Center. God, we'd, go, sure. we'd go live. We're like, Let's meet up in Fairfield. We'll do a show live in Fairfield. Oh, From the God. Nut God. <laughs> live at the nut tree here. Right now, I'm like, man, the Bean's the coolest thing going in the NBA. Like, man, that place is going to be rocking. If the Warriors played the Kings, I'd be like, snuff out the Bean. Get rid of it. It sucks. I hate it. <laughs> Kyle won't even smoke that week because I ain't I'm lighting any beams. I would not. Dude, I'd, I'd change to a different drug that week. <laughs> 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 hey man, it's great to hear from you, man. Appreciate you no calling. Doubt. Always good no to hear doubt. from good you. Good to Kyle. talk to you guys. Take That's care, our man, man uh, Kyle Matson. Candlestick Chronicles, by the way, still going strong. Yeah, man. Uh, for those who want to keep up with the San Francisco 49ers uh, during the off season, I love that everyone just wants to avoid the Clipper, the 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 Kings and Warriors. It, like, would, it really would be. So think much how fun massive too. it would like, be. It would be. It'd be a lot of fun. If you weren't a person like me, that I wouldn't be able to enjoy But I don't it. think you're alone. I think a lot of fans <laughs> would feel that way. Like, if Warriors fans were at the Golden One Center for the series, oh, like, during the regular seasons, oh, it's whatever. But the postseason, especially the first postseason run in 16 oh. years. Oh. I think it still holds true that Kings and Warriors have never been in the playoffs in the same year right. in the 37 years the Kings have so been in So imagine the first time they are, they're playing each other. Hey, I, I'm okay with that if that's what happens. Like, it is what it is. That that team is not near as nearly deep, as deep as they were before. Mm-hmm. Like, are they good? Can they beat the Kings? Sure. Are they more experienced? Sure. If you go in, you take it one game at a time, and you just try to focus, uh, you know. This is not like the 1995-96 Kings 
where they're the eight seed going up against the number one seed Seattle Supersonics, and they gave them like a, a hell of a run. I mean, it was a battle until uh, Mitch hurt his ankle, right? Yeah. Um, but before that, like just the atmosphere, like it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. And I hope they do like King's Landing or whatever they're going to do, like their version of Jurassic Park all over the place. Mm-hmm. And like it, it's going to be a party here in Sacramento. And, you know, we haven't even really looked like what is the King's magic number? Like how many are we down to here before they Somebody actually clinch a playoff 15, spot? But I don't no. know what 15 it's for. It can't yeah, be for like Will, Will has Will, Will has the most specific numbers. If Will's still watching, I know he'll he'll throw it in. Um do you think they recreate do 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 you think there's a 20 minute ovation or something like that? A 16 minute ovation, 1 minute for each year. Uh <laughs> what, what, that first that first game at the Golden One Center. Do you think there are are those types of vibes there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have like it, it it'll be such a big night. Like again, I was lucky enough to go to the 95-96 playoffs. And it was crazy. Like people driving down the street everywhere with banners flying out, like flags, purple flags hanging out the back of their trucks. And like it was absolutely wild. Mm. And we're going to see that all over again. Like as soon as this thing is is on and people know who they're playing, it's going to be crazy. I kind of hope that it's somewhere, it's not the Warriors, although that would be much cheaper to cover. Uh, you know, um, but. Uh, it is what it is. This team hasn't been there. You, you need to celebrate. You need to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And then you need to do it again the next year and the year after. Yeah. you got to figure out a way yeah, that absolutely. this is the beginning of something. It's not It's not something fun for one season. Absolutely. And if everything holds serve, if they've got home court advantage, it's going to be on a Saturday or Sunday. Lord have mercy. That whole day is going to be a party. A whole day. Woo. Can't wait. Yeah, it'll be something. Um, it's going to be intense, uh, but the Kings got business to take care of tonight. Yes, and the Kings got business to take care of again tomorrow. Yes, uh, again, it'll be the second night of a back-to-back for both teams. Uh, and I'm curious, what is your take on the Timberwolves? Like, do you are you? I don't know what to make. There are two teams I don't know what to make. I don't know what to make of the Timberwolves, and I don't know what to make of the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you guys in the beginning of the season I wasn't sold that the Rudy Gobert move was was a smart play at all. I just thought that it Me was— Me too. I definitely didn't think it was going to work out. <laughs> definitely. I said it right from jump. There's no way. I don't get it. I don't see it. Well, I mean, your biggest deal there was that you took like a really, re- like an incredible interior a defender, which should help Carl Anthony Towns as a horrible defender, but you still don't have anyone who can defend the perimeter, mm-hmm. especially your two bigs cannot defend the perimeter. And now Cat isn't healthy, like he he's never healthy. Uh, and that's the same thing. Like I, I told you guys about the Pelicans too. Like we can sit here and discuss the Zion thing all we want. I don't think he should have been an All Star. Um, he has not done it long enough. He hasn't proven that he can stay healthy, and. People are like, oh, just wait till Zion gets back. It's like, okay, for what, three games, five games, eight games? Like, how long is he going to be back? Because, I mean, even a seven-game series, I can't – if he goes into a seven-game series healthy, I'm not sure he plays all seven. So, like, what exactly are – yeah, they're dynamic when he's there, but basketball is about, like, it's a five-man game, and it's a nine-man game or an eight-man game where you're you're working with a group so closely that – you know where you're going to be at every moment and like the chemistry and and all that stuff, it does matter. Mm -hmm. And not having guys for most of the season and then trying to tuck them in. I mean, look how good the Sacramento Kings were in, was it 2002, 2003 with after Chris Weber was out the whole year and then he comes back right at the last second. Was that the 0304 season right at the end of the year? That was the best team in basketball. And Mm -hmm. Chris Weber, the, the best player on that team, blew the team unity and they they lost in the playoffs and so after blowing the pacific division lead like in the final days weeks to yeah, close out that season it was they were just so good and that's what i mean like just because you get zion back zion hasn't been there for like 30 games now mm. like it's not like you just like turn it on oh and now you're gonna win every game like is everyone just gonna forget is brandon ingram just gonna forget that everyone was like 
talking, the little quiet murmurs around everywhere that he's missing all these games with a sore toe. Uh, maybe he does, but I don't know. You know, so there's a lot that has to go on for those specific teams. Like, how do you figure out? They don't know who they are. We're this deep in the season. Cat and and Rudy Gobert haven't even really played together. So I don't know. They still should have beat Minnesota. They're up ten with like two and a half left in game two. We're about to go up two games to nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have to relive those painful memories. <laughs> like we've we've got we've got stuff to look forward to tonight. We've got stuff to look forward to uh, this weekend. We've got De'Aaron Fox uh, back in the lineup. Uh, we've got a depleted Los Angeles Clippers team. On a four-game losing streak right now. Make it five. Uh, Russ wasn't great last night, but Russ was really, really good in his debut uh, against the Sacramento Kings. He's actually been really good uh, in every game he played uh, with the Clippers, with the exception of last night. I have my concerns about what Russell Westbrook can do because you look at the Warriors last night playing off of him. Like, that's fine. Russell Westbrook showed last week he can penetrate, get to the basket uh, against Sacramento. Um We'll see what happens, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go out on a limb. We don't get a 350 points tonight. I'm I, not going out on that. Limb. I, I'm 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 willing to take that dive. We're not getting 350 tonight. 174. Teams. Stop it. You stop it. Well, they might do that because Miss P's here. Yeah. They, well, they, they, they might know. show out for Miss P there a little bit. Uh, we appreciate you uh, so much for being with us. If you're listening on the ESPN uh, 1320. Uh, radio station if you listen on the Odyssey app, if you're listening on the HD station. If you want more King's Talk, you want more from Trista Crick, you want more from James Ham, we've got you covered. We're going to run it back next on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.